Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening to us on cdnradio.net, watching us on Facebook Live, uh, or on CDN TV, or you might be listening to us on RVR Jams in Dominica on Digiplay Channel 59. Thank you again. We appreciate it. To my regular audience, I'd like to say welcome back. I always let you know that I appreciate that you have me, you have this week in interview on TV and radio as part of your weekly schedule. And if tonight is the first time that you are listening to this week in interview, my intention is to make sure that you have uh, an enjoyable time and you think it's worth your while so that you as well can become a regular listener. Tonight's episode is about a topic that uh, can be emotional. Um, I have two members of the Wesley Development Organization. Wesley is a village in the in the northern part of Dominica, and um, lately the the government of Dominica announced that that they were in the process of developing an international airport. And it seems that the, the location that they that they chose. Uh, superimposes the airport on the village of Wesley. Wesley is one of the bigger villages in Dominica. And so um, there is a potential for over 200 private landowners to, to have their property acquired by the government, both residential and um, agricultural. Some 70 homes um, will be affected and, and, and on a Dominican context that, that is significant. So that, that's the topic we're going to discuss tonight. It, it, it's a topic that we hear so much about. It's filled with emotion. It's politically charged. And so my hope tonight is to, is to give you a first-hand view of what the people of Wesley are experiencing. And so let me take my usual quick break and um, say the, the CARICOM anthem. And when we come back, I'm going to be joined on the line by Pastor Cameron Robin and Dr. McDonald Thomas, both residents of Wesley, and they are also part of the Wesley Development Organization. So, a quick break, listen to the uh, CARICOM and film, and we'll be right back. From many distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain. By test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us. The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel a heart beat as Queen. 
Welcome back, uh, listeners. Uh, after the break, every week I always like to hear Mikael Henderson do the Caricom anthem. And hopefully one of those days the people of the Caribbean will be able to sing that anthem as and feel like they are actually citizens of a Caricom nation. But tonight, tonight, uh, as I said before the break, we, we have a topic tonight that is a nightmare for almost anyone. That you imagine you, you have a family home. Um, it belonged to your, your grandfather. It, 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 it passed on to your, to your mom. Your mom passes it down to you or it's in Dominica belonging to the family. And then one day you get a notice that uh, the government has decided that the use of your land uh, will serve a better purpose for the good of the community more than for you. That is hard. That's something difficult to deal with, I would imagine. And therefore, we, we would expect that if that is a circumstance, that it is done in a way that is open and respectful and transparent. Well, the people of Wesley are undergoing just such a nightmare where the, the government of Dominica has decided that the, the ideal spot to locate an international airport in Dominica is on Wesley, on the village of Wesley. And it superimposed the airport on the village. The village of Wesley has a population of about 1,200 folks, give or take. Uh, 1,200 people, and um, the, it is rumored that, the, that there is over 400 acres of land that's been acquired, and some 200 landowners are going to be affected. And, and so that is pretty much Wesley Village, because if, you, if we do, do, do the math and you average five people per household, um, and, and 200 people are going to be affected, uh, that's that's uh, one third of, of the population. And then if we think that's an airport and you're going to have ancillary services and so on, the entire village is going to be affected. And so the people of Wesley are organizing themselves into a group called the Wesley Development Organization. And um, they, uh, they organize that group to, to represent the interests of the citizens, the residents of the village of Wesley. And I have two members of that group on tonight as my guest. One of them is um, Dr. McDonald Thomas, and the other one is Pastor Cameron Robbins. And so they were kind enough to come on to talk to me about the situation in Wesley and give us a first-hand view of what it is that they're experiencing as the folks who are actually going through that experience right now. So, um, Pastor Robin, I'm going to go to you first. I want to tell you a very warm welcome to, to, to TN Radio and this speaking interview. And um, can you give, share a little bit about yourself by way of introduction um, so the folks can know who it is that, that is talking to them? It's a pleasure to be on here tonight and to participate in this discussion. Um, my name, like I said, is Cameron Robin, and I am from the village of Wesley. I was born here in Wesley. Uh, grew up most of my young life here. I went to school in, in Roseau, the DGS Dominican Grammar School. After I graduated from, from school, I came back to the community for a little while and, uh, and then went up to study theology. Came back and served in Dominica for about eight years prior to migrating to the US, where I spent 20 years of my life and uh, returned uh, about nine and a half years ago to, to serve in my community. And, and that's who I am in a nutshell. I am here as a representative of the Wesley Development Organization and uh, as a proud citizen of the community of Wesley uh, to lend my voice to the issues at hand in my community. So welcome and thank you so much for, for joining us. Also, I have um, Dr. McDonald Thomas, also from the village of Wesley. So once again, uh, welcome. Um, I'm tremendously honored that you agreed to come on and spend the time with us. And just introduce yourself to the folks. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, I appreciate the your, your, your audio is a little bit low. Um, 
better? It's a little better. Go ahead. I don't know if you can turn your volume. Is your volume low? So the volume would be on your end. But let's, okay, let's go with it. We'll hear you. And Sam, I'm sure Sam might adjust the levels for you. So go ahead. Okay. Yes, Sam. Pleasure. My name is Michael Montabas. Most people know me from TC here in Wesley. I spent my young life here as a master. I attended cosmetics as soon as I arrived. We, we we are having we're having a, a very bad um a very bad connection. Um I don't know if it's internet because a while ago when when we when before we came on, on air we were um here we were say something if it's better. I'm hearing myself though, recording from here. I'm not sure why it's doing it. I heard that clearly. <laughs> so let's try it now. Go ahead. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, we were testing this thing and it was working perfectly, and now we're on air. So, so tell you what, make adjustments. Let me jump back to Pastor Robin for a quick minute, and 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 you you catch up with us. Maybe some can work with you in the background. To, to solve it. Uh, so, so Pastor Robin, while we wait for um, Dr. McDonald, uh, TC, everybody in Wrestling knows him as TC. I think that's what he told me. So, we have, I'll refer to him as TC. Um, what is West Development Organization? I mean? The the Western Development Organization was was put together. Actually, I was I was the impetus behind that. Uh, the formation of that, and primarily our goal is is to look for ways um, to develop Wesley economically and uh, to enhance uh, value in our community. Um, but presently, the issue of the airport is is I believe one of the most concerning thing, things for us at this point. And, and it's taken up a, a large part of our discussion because I believe it's gonna be something that will affect the community in a very negative way because of the present alignment. Not that we are opposed to the development of an airport. We are aware that if an airport is to be um, built in Dominica, most likely the, the most appropriate place for that would be in this, in this area. But we don't, we don't support the idea of an airport running through a large section of our community. And so that is, that is really what, uh, what we, uh, we are about. That's what, that's what we are opposed to. And that is what we want the discussion to center on. It's not that we are opposed to development, but development at the expense of what? If we're going to lose our community in the process, we don't believe that it's going to augur well for the people of Wesley. You know, and, so, and that's, yeah. So what I'm understanding, tell me if I'm understanding correct, the, the Wesley Development Organization precedes the issue of the international airport as it is right now? That it was well, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we, we did not form this um, with, with, uh, with this airport issue as a primary focus. Our primary right. focus is really the development of our people. And, and so we have pulled together uh, resource personnel to, to form this organization, which we believe can, can help to, to uplift. Because Wesley, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the, the history of Wesley and why we believe, why we're so proud of this community and why we, why we believe that this community should, should go back to its foundation when it was when, when it was Wesley at, at its highlight, you know, but the, the airport issue, like I said, is not is not a main issue. It's the main issue for now, but it's for not now. a main issue for we do, right? But it's the main issue for now. Yes. Okay. So uh, I see Dr. Thomas is back with us. Dr. Thomas, um, let's let's try again. Hope we can really get a clear line this time. Yes, um, I'm not sure. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Perfect. Go ahead. So introduce yourself to the to the listeners then. 
Okay, as um, Mike started saying, my name is um, McDonald Thomas. Uh, uh, most people in the village know me as TC. Um, I was born in Cottage, but I grew up my life in uh, Wesley. I attended the Boston Secondary School for some time, and then I left and I, I joined the U.S. Uh, military, the U.S. Navy to be specific. Mm -hmm. Spent 26 years in the U.S. military and um, retired um, in business in Japan and also in Dominica. And uh, I've done some lecturing at uh, University of Phoenix. I came back to, well, I've always been going back and forth to Dominica and Japan. Um, but I came back more so over the last few years. And um, I'm passionate about Wesley because having traveled all over the world, basically, my roots are here in Wesley. I built my home here. I built a business here. And so I'm focused and concerned about the development of Wesley. And so, and so when I was asked to join this group, I just jumped at the um, the idea of uh, being involved. Idea of, in idea of so, so I want because not everybody on is from Dominica. Um, so I want you to just paint a, a broad picture of the village of Wesley. You know what? When you because you've been all over the world and you're looking forward to come back to Dominica, um, paint the picture for somebody of the village of Wesley. Wesley, as we knew it, was a very, very independent, very vibrant community. We had uh, farming. Really, is the key of Wesley. We had uh, we are located in the northeast of the island. Uh, we are between the villages of uh, Marigot and Woodcourt Hill. Uh, one of the key things about Wesley that really attracts one to Wesley is the historical background of Wesley. Wesley had farmers that were able in the past to purchase vehicles for cash, having done so by uh, working on the farms and buying up lands all over the area, Wesley area. Uh, Wesley used to be called the Little St. Croix because people come from all over the island to come to look for work in Wesley. So, so Wesley was a very vibrant community. Um, it, it's located in an area that's one of the safest in the country because it, uh, it has a seaboard, but it's high enough so you don't have to worry about uh, things like tsunami. Uh, the other rivers don't need to worry about flooding because the rivers are located in such an area that there are no danger to the, uh, the community or the village of Wesley. So it's a very, so it's a very peculiar village. It's a very special village. And the, there's a tiny community. Uh, almost everybody in Wesley are related to each other. So that so gives us to want to come home and be in such an environment. Certainly, we get a good picture of, 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 of the village and a tight-knit, very tight-knit community. Pastor Robin, you, you spoke about the, the alignment of the airport and how it, 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 it takes up a big chunk of, of the village. What are some of the major aspects of the village that would no longer exist if that the airport were to build the way it's proposed, like the landmarks, maybe the, the plane field, the Catholic church, another church, another building. What are, what are some of those landmarks in Wesley um, that, that is just characteristically Wesley um, that that the airport would would just affect and that change fundamentally life for the citizens of Wesley. Mr. Drago, that's a that's a very good question. Um, Wesley, like 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 my my friend has said, is a is a very tight knit community. Any part of the village that is affected 
affects the entire community. Um, as it stands right now, the alignment is going to take this proposed airport um, construction on the northern side of the community. And it's going to take up the section of the village that we call Eden Road, or locally in, in local palace, we call it uh, Polpa. Uh, it's going to take up that section. It's going to take up a section of Bottom Wesley. It's going to take up a section of Batis. Uh, that is that is an area that is towards the east side and is going to deny access to the seafront. That is very, very huge for us as a people. Uh, we, are, we are used to being um, able to traverse that entire seafront. And I remember as a, as a kid, we would, we would, an afternoon, sometimes we'd just take a walk and walk the entire strand of land, walking along the rock face and, and climbing over, you know, rock cliffs and stuff like that. It was, it was just an experience that we enjoyed as, as children. That is going to be denied from the Wesley people. The people who are able, who were able in the past to, to use those areas, uh, and we, I'm talking about areas, people who are local will, will know the areas like Crybo, like Clare Bay, like Rough Bay, Temple and Big Bottom and, and Walker's Rest Bay, all those areas will be barred from the people of Wesley. That is very significant to me as a citizen living in this community and, and having had the experience of enjoying those places. Yeah? You're talking about 70 homes that is going to be affected in this tract of land. You're talking about over 200 people that is going to be affected, not only residential property, but also agricultural property. You also have to take into, cons into consideration the fact that a thousand acres of land was already taken by the former administration, acquired for the purpose of construction of an airport. Most of those lands were agricultural lands. The 411 acres, a significant part of that is also agricultural land. If we as a people depend on agriculture for sustenance and survival, what is going to happen to our people when those lands are now inaccessible and we don't own them anymore? You know, I, I'm, I'm particularly affected because my mother-in-law is losing seven acres of land. She's in the process of building a, a house. She cannot take a loan against a property and use it as collateral in the bank. As a bank is telling her, they cannot use her land, the title to her land, as collateral because it now belongs to the government. That is since March of 2020. To this point, nothing has been said to her about compensation. And she is... Okay, so, so, so we, we will... Yeah, let, let's not... Because let, I, I want to really put, put on the background. Um, Dr. Thomas... Um, Pastor Robin was, has started outlining some of the uh, effects uh, because land ownership is important. Very. That's how you finance your business, that's how you improve your home, that's how you take a loan to send your kids to college and, and all of those things. Um, how much consultation? Because I, I'm hearing that the village of Wesley is not necessarily opposed to the construction of the airport in that area because you recognize that's probably the best area generally that the airport would be. But folks are not convinced that the actual location, actual alignment is, is the best that they could do so that everybody loses less. So what, what kind of consultation? Uh, uh, um, are you directly affected? Are you going to lose property as well, Dr. Thomas? Yes, I am. Okay, so so was that consultation with you? Was the consultation with the people of Wesley um, in terms of this is what has to happen, this is why we have to take the property, we have no other choice or whatever it is. Was there, were there meetings and that sort of thing? This is one of the issues that we are addressing as a widow. When we all have this first meeting uh, in the community of Wesley, that was the first time that people in Wesley actually understood what was really happening. 
In fact, by the second meeting, most of the lands were already flooded, and the people were not aware. So when we came out and told people that their lands were acquired, a lot of people were shocked. And that is because the government had failed to actually come out and hold a meeting with the community and explain to the community what was going on, why they were taking the lands, how much land was being taken, the purpose for taking the land. There was, there was, there was absolutely no consultation with the people of Wesley. No, because this is so important. You're yes. saying that as an individual whose land is going to be acquired or has been acquired by the government, there was no prior consultation. And even after the fact that the people found out that the land had been acquired, that they have not sat down or written to you or negotiated with you about your land. Is that what this is what this is what happened. Yeah, this is what happened. Um, um, I have a portion of land that I own, and my sister also has a portion of land for which I'm in charge. What I received for my portion of land was a letter saying, "The government has acquired your property, and so they are looking forward, basically." to talk to you about compensation for your property. That was handed to me on the streets. Following that, I heard nothing about what was going on with my land. I, I went on the radio with Pastor Cameron to discuss the issue. We finished the program at 11 a.m. in the morning, and at 3.17 the same day was the first time that someone called me and told me that they wanted to talk to me about negotiating my land. So what I told them was that I basically gave them the, the condition whereby they could acquire they could acquire my property. From that time, they called me one week later, and they gave me a ridiculous price that they wanted to offer for my property. I told them that I was not acceptable, and that was over two months ago. I have never heard from them since. And there are a lot of people in that category that has not heard anything about the property. My sister, they have never mentioned anything to me about that property. And I've told them that I have the, the title for the property and the power of attorney to act on her behalf. So you can see what the level of consultation is even by by the government to an individual. individual. So the, the property was acquired. And for those that may not really un understand, when you say widow, you mean the Wesley Development Organization, a private, a group of private citizens that, that, that form themselves into an organization for, to, to try to manage the development of the community. You're saying that the first time that the people of Wesley found out that their, their land has been acquired is at a meeting that was organized by your organization, not, not the government writing to people, not the government coming to Wesley and consulting with the people. The first time that, if, that people found out that their, their property was acquired was after the fact when a private group had a meeting and they were so informed. Um, Dr. Robin, uh, Pastor Robin, is that is that is that is that? Am I understanding this correctly? That is absolutely true. That so is absolutely. The people of Wesley, so the people of Wesley had no opportunity to to propose maybe an alternative or to be convinced that the, the land that was acquired by a prior government for the purpose of the airport was not suitable for one, two, three, four, five, six reasons. And therefore, we had no choice but to adjust over to this side. That that was never a conversation that was widespread in the community or, or, or on TV or, or anything like to that effect. If if such if such a document exists, we have never seen it, and I don't think anybody in the community have seen it. 
this whole thing was done in, in secrecy. In secrecy without any transparency, without any consultation, without negotiation, without a, a, a general meeting in the community to bring people abreast as to what the plans of this administration is. And that is, that is very frustrating for the people. And I feel uh, as, as a part of this organization, I am speaking for the voices. I'm speaking for people who may be afraid to speak for themselves because I think this is a, a very high level of, uh, of, 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 of victimization. It's, it's, a very, it's a very high level of disrespect for your people when you can come into a community and, and basically wrestle people out of what they have earned, worked hard for, some of it transferred down through generation. We're talking about generational wealth here. If you take away the wealth of the land of the people, you're basically leaving the people without a future. And that's what we're standing up for. Yeah? That is why I'm part of this organization. Okay, so folks, we're going to take a quick break. We are at the bottom of the hour. We, this is this week in interview with your host, Anthony Drago. And tonight we are discussing the, 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 the predicament that the village of Wesley is in where the government of Dominica has decided that the best location for the international airport is situated in a location where it is going it has it will acquire the property of some 200 individuals including about 70 residential homes take a quick break and we'll be right back When you feel a sneeze or a cough coming, <coughs> covering your mouth prevents the spread of germs. You probably knew that. But the way you cover up also matters. And that means breaking a habit you've held near and dear all your life. Cover your nose and mouth with your flexed elbow or a tissue, not your hands. Discard the used tissue immediately. Then wash your hands. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment, Dominica. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, welcome back to this weekend interview on TDN Radio. .net. You might be listening to me on tdnradio.net or you might be watching us on tdntv.net. You could also go to TDN Network, tdnnetwork.com, and um, you, there you will find all our, our, our services. So you can click the television channel too. And we, we're live on there as well. We are on Facebook page, TDN um, Radio Facebook page, this week in interview. Facebook page, so you, you could see us right in there. I I have been hearing on you know about the conversation of Wesley and the, the the superimposition of the international airport on the village of Wesley. Uh, for those of you, who give you a little bit of a background. Uh, over fifty years ago, there have always been talk of an international airport being built in Dominica. I think every election that has been won in Dominica fairly has been won because the, the party in large part was able to convince the voters that they are the best party that will give them an international airport. That, that, is, that is something that is in the DNA of, of Dominicans, that Dominica should have an international airport. We experience all sorts of unfavorable um, times going through Barbados and Antigua and all, and all the in-transit points. Those of us who reside overseas or when Dominicans come for vacation, it's so difficult to go back. You almost cannot go to Dominica in one day because you have to catch a flight from Puerto Rico and there's maybe only one or two flights. So there's been a difficulty with an international airport. And while some people 
um, they hold the position that Dominica doesn't need an international airport. Most Dominicans live to see or want to live to see an international airport at least started in Dominica. So, so this is a topic that's been near and dear to the heart of, of Dominica. The United Workers Party government, who was in, in, in office from 1995 to, to 2000, acquired land. Uh, tonight we heard um, Pastor Robin said that it was uh, a thousand acres of land was acquired. A thousand acres of land is a significant amount of land in Dominica. Because even if Dominica is one of the larger islands, a lot of our land is very mountainous and that sort of thing. So a thousand acres of mostly agricultural land will affect the income generating power of a lot of families. Also, so many of us know, no matter where in the world you are, you the, the, the ownership of land is your ticket out of poverty probably much more so than education because you can use that land title and go to the bank and get a loan and do anything that you want to do. It's a family emergency and you need to send for away for medical attention, you can get a loan. Your kids want then to go to college, you get a loan. Your, the hurricane came and your house got destroyed, you can get a loan to fix your house. So, so land ownership is so important. To, to, to the development of a family from one generation to the next. That is what causes the upward mobility of a family. And so what we hear is that the current government decided that the, the proposal of the previous, of the effort by the previous government where they acquired some 1,000 acres is not the ideal location. And so they, wanted, they want to adjust the location slightly. And and the, the, the proposed um, alignment uh, uh, that they're proposing is, is affecting a, a great chunk of the village of Wesley. And we're hearing from this gentleman tonight that the government went ahead and acquired 411 acres of land without prior notice to the owners of the land. And even subs and, and, and did not even take the initiative to inform the owners of the land that they had acquired the land. And it was only when the, the, the Wesley Development Organization convened a meeting and some folks who had the information brought it out that persons found out that their land was no longer their land. And so Dr. Thomas, I'm going to come back to you. And I'm going to ask you about the mood of the villagers. Because I would imagine that something like that would make anybody angry. Because even if there's the opportunity, you're going to lose, lose your property or you're going to have to sell your property, maybe not for a price that you want, but you expect at least you feel a little self-respect because you had a chance to negotiate. You had somebody come to you and tell you how important it is. You feel like somebody is respecting you as a person. So to find out that none of that took place and the land was just acquired, what is the mood of, of the villagers of Wesley about that issue? Well, we have to put this in a certain perspective. Right now in Dominica and uh, in Wesley, the uh, the economic viability of a lot of people is very low. And so having had property that was acquired, yes, there are a great group of people, a certain group of people that are, are very upset about this. You have people from the diaspora whose land is, has been acquired, and they're not happy because um, they were not informed. There are people that actually are in the process of building and are now told that they can no longer build. And that is a frustrating experience. There are people with businesses in the area who just, in some cases, just got through finishing their business and are now told that, hey, um, we need, or we've acquired that property and you cannot, uh, you won't be able to stay there any longer. You also have people who are doing business and now cannot focus on the long-term viability of that business because now you, there's a, a great level of uncertainty. 
So now we're trying to figure out, okay, how do I plan? In business, of course, you need to plan three and five years ahead. And now you cannot plan that way because you don't know where you're going to resettle to. And you are not sure how long you're going to, you're going to be in that location. So that creates a level of uncertainty. Also, but in the farming community, people who are on their farms, now they do not know, they are not sure how long they are going to be on that, on their, uh, on that property, and then where they are going to be able to move to. So that's creating some, some level of, of uh, uncertainty also. So the mood really is that people are frustrated because of what's going to happen. But to be fair, there are people, although frustrated because of the financial situation in the, in the country, the lack of a really buoyant economy, people are, have no choice now. They understand that the land is acquired. So now they have no choice but now to work towards the, the idea of compensation, to work with the authorities to see what is the best deal they can get for their property. And that's also creating some frustration because I know in my case, um, the price that have been offered, and Pastor, Pastor Cameron can uh, speak for to his case, but the price that they are offering me is, is below the below ridiculous. Um, I just had, I almost hung up on that. The person who called me the second time when they, they called up a price. So that level of frustration, that level of uncertainty, uh, where you are, where you're going to be moving to, is really creating some frustration for the people. Even for the farmers, as we've said um, earlier, the east side is gone, the west side is gone. Where are the farmers going to go? Uh, even some of the south side of the village is gone, which has really squeezed the village into uh, a little, basically a strip. So if the farmers have to continue farming, now they have to go be up in the mountains where there's a new problem, no feeder roads, uh, uncul uncultivated lands that has been sitting there for decades, and they are going to have to now start afresh from ground zero. So it's a very frustrating situation, but again, they are encumbered by the, 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 the lack of financial viability, and so they are forced now to be thinking of how best they can be compensated for their properties. So, so Pastor Robin, what are you hearing from the members of your congregation in, in that regard? Um, how how are they how okay, I imagine that people come and, and talk to you about personal stuff as well. Um, but uh, in general, wh what are you hearing from the members of your congregation about this issue? Lots of frustration. Uh, not knowing what's going to happen, a lot of, a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, and that uncertainty is, is driving a lot of people away from the country um, prior to Prior to the COVID situation, we, we lost quite a few families to, to some of the islands in the Caribbean you know, who, who felt that they could not make it in Dominica because of the, of the financial pressure and, and, the, and the uncertainty that they were viewing the future with. Uh, it, it, is, it, is, it is very disturbing that a people who were so independent, a people who, who thrived on, on their independence and, and, uh, and could do things for themselves, a community that was economically sound, because I grew up in that era. And I understand, too, that a lot of these young people who are 30 and under don't know anything else but what they have experienced under this administration. They have not, no reference point, nothing to look back to and say to make a comparison. Dr. McDonald and I can make comparison. We, we grew up in a time when our parents, you know, had it, had it good and the community was thriving. And I was just talking to somebody just recently, the elementary school, when I went to school, there were over 700 kids in that school. Today, the elementary school in Wesley is just a little over 100 kids. Some of the classes have less than six kids in the class. You know, that, is the, 
That is, that's the kind of frustration that is happening. And when you're losing your people because of the economic situation, you really, you're really losing your community because people really uh, who form the, the basis of the community. And because there is no, there, there is, the, the land has been taken away, people feel there is really no future because, you know, if, 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 if a thousand acres is taken away and, and the lands that were taken for development is now, is not being earmarked for residential um, uh, property and, and the areas that were earmarked for residential property in the former administration is not even, it's not even on the discussion table at all. No one is talking about that. Yeah. So who are these lands for? And these lands, most of these lands uh, are towards the seacoast. So I, what I'm hearing from a lot of people in the community is that they don't believe that an airport is going to be built. They believe that this is really uh, a move to, to grab lands from the people and to disinherit the people that have been such an independent people in the past. So a lot of that is, is a sentiment that is being brought up. And we, there's so much uncertainty, you don't even know what to really hold on to because yeah. it, seems like, it seems like things change every time you turn around, something is changing. And, and, and part of that is that I will tell you that in preparation for this, for this our, our conversation tonight, I went looking to see if there was a sketch, uh, a computer, I know there was some video that, that was circulated, but the video was just a, a, an idea. It, it, it didn't have any basis. It wasn't, it wasn't made, let's say, somebody took photos of the local terrain and, and superimposed the plans on it. Mm -hmm. But I was looking to see if there was a proposal that showed, okay, this is where the terminal building would be, this is where the runway would be, this is where we have fire station, whatever, whatever, whatever. I could not find that at all. And so if you have, if that level of planning is so back, but you're already acquiring property over a year ago, it, it is easy to see why folks are believing that the land is not being taken for the purpose that it says is being taken. So Dr. Thomas, what is widow? And I say widow, so for folks who listen, widow means Western Development Organization. What is widow? next step how how are you organizing um those who are interested in, in and those who are able i shouldn't say interested because i think everybody would be interested in, in in their property but those who are able to to make an objection and to and to and to take a stand how are you how is widow um what are your plans for that well, one of the first things, or the main, the main thing that we are doing as an organization is the education process. Um, okay. We've had um, two meetings. We've also went around the, uh, the village and we've broadcast uh, what we are talking about right now. The, the fact that all people are going to be disenfranchised on their property, the lack of having the property available for uh, security. And so the first step is, is to continue the education process. We've also circulated a petition both uh, locally and online. And locally, we, we're almost at a 300 uh, mark of people who are showing their, their concern and their frustration of what's going on, meaning that they would rather not see the airport superimposed on the village as it currently is. Uh, we've, we're doing things like uh, what we're doing right now, uh, all part of the education process. We also had an online petition uh, where we had, uh, I believe, close to 400 um, at last count uh, people who, are, who have signed up and to give their support. So the first step uh, is education. We are, I should say, uh, also looking at the legal aspect of it. But one of the issues, one of the things that is really challenging is that the whole idea of this airport is fluid. It continues to change. Uh, we just spoke to a gentleman who uh, a few days ago, who was told months ago that he did not have to worry about what was going on because he wouldn't be affected. Only to come home uh, a few months later and find out that they are now surveying his, his yard where his home is 
because they're saying that his home is now part of it. Um, we were told that payments were going to be made in November, then in December, now it's God's will in February. We were told that uh, negotiations were all completed. Now we're finding out that because negotiations are not completed, uh, lands are turned over at different locations. So that, I believe, is going to help to galvanize people to understand that there is no uh, strategic plan for this airport, that it's really been done in a Vikivai manner, and that is causing more suspicion in, uh, in the village. And I, I suspect that that, at uh, some point, uh, is going to continue to galvanize people who are really concerned. And as Pastor Cameron mentioned, Pastor Robin mentioned, a large percentage of the people of this community, and I would even say island-wide, do not believe that what is happening right now is going to be because of construction of an airport. Uh, you hear a lot of people uh, really label it as a land grab and, uh, for various reasons, because of the way it's been done, the process. Only now, after the land has been acquired, that they are talking about geotechnical testing, wind testing, those things are normally done uh, two years in advance. So all these things compiled are really starting, people are really starting to look at that and starting to wonder, wait a minute, why are these things done after? And our hope is that as we continue to educate people and continue to uh, hold meetings, which we are, we are planning to continue to do, that people will, more people will get on board and start to to focus on what's going on and uh, work with us to be able to uh, hopefully deter uh, what we see as a possible destruction of the community. Pastor Robin, yes, sir. what is the, um, I, I, I know you, you spoke about legal, um, taking legal steps or getting legal advice, getting legal representation, but uh, legal, is expensive. What what are you what is widow doing for funds? How are you how are you financing your operations and so on? Uh, Mr. Drago, that is that is a very serious question. And uh, what what we are what we are hoping will happen is that the the people in in the diaspora who who have interest in what is happening in the community, I would imagine that a lot of people like myself who, who lived out in the U.S. for, for 20 years, uh, I've, always, I've always had a, a desire to, to want to come back to my, to my country, you know, because, of course, you live, you live in the U.S. And, it's, you know, though, you know, you're a citizen of the U.S. and all that kind of stuff, but, but uh, it's not really your home. That's not where you were born. There is, there is always going to be something in your heart for the place um, in which you were born. But... You know, so the people who, who are out there and, and are thinking of retirement and, and want to come back into an environment that, that is going to be amicable to, to what, they, what they want to see and, and a place that is desirous um, to live on their last days, they, 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 I believe, would want to contribute to, to helping to change this whole landscape. You know, so we're making an appeal here tonight to, to our friends and, and relatives and, and people from the community and, and, and the wider region around, around uh, this community to, to get into the process. And we are, we, are, we are presently looking at ways that we can set up to, to, uh, to get funding from, from whatever source, because obviously once you start dealing with money, then there has to be a high level of accountability given, you know, because yeah, so that that has to be a transparent thing. So, uh, so does we do does we do have an account? Let's say if, if folks want to make a contribution, do you have an account that they that they would be able to make a contribution to? Well, at this time, at this time, we are not we are not established we are not an established NGO at this point. We we are like I said, we have submitted the application. We have not heard anything in response yet. We, we are hoping that that is going to be favorable, but we have not gotten a response. So in, in the meantime, we are looking at other ways that we can establish probably 
working for another established organization to set up the funding so we can go about to, to do some of the things that we we desire to do. Uh, yeah. Firstly, we have we have only a few minutes left. So, but but you are you are a pastor, well recognized person in the community. Some you may not have it all organized as yet, but let's say somebody hears your calls and they say, "Listen, you guys must be using a lot of fuel to drive around and to and to spread the message and to go to Rose One back." And I want to send you a hundred dollars. Is that something that that can be done, where um, somebody could send somebody like you, or there's another person, or, or Dr. Thomas, and say, okay, this is sent on behalf of Widow, and of course you do the accountability and be transparent about what you get and so on. Is that is that is that a possibility right now? While in it, because even that would give you some money to do the organizing that you're trying to do. Oh, absolutely, and. I believe we have we have people on board uh, on, on this team that uh, that are highly transparent and people that are very highly respected in in the community and, and I believe in Dominica on the whole and and so that that would that would be something we would, we'd welcome. As a matter of fact, we are in the process of discussing that to see you know how we could we would set something like this up before the organization is established. So the, the, so we have a minute or so. You can make an appeal. Um, tell yeah. tell folks how they can get in touch with you if they if they if they want to learn more and if they want to make a contribution. Well, well we can we can make our, our personal um, information available. We can leave it with you, and so if anybody wants to contribute, they can contact you, and we can okay. you can relay the information to us you want if to you are you know, acting in that in that capacity. Yeah, so we we could do it that way. Um, because, like I said, this this fight is going to be won if we take this thing outside of the local community. Yeah, because the local community, in my mind, is is stifled in yeah. in that it is it is held ransom. When you have people who depend on an organization to to fund them and to take care of their children and their families, and and if that is taken away, then they're left to starve. It's, they pretty much don't have a choice. They feel they don't have a choice because their independence is taken away. And, and by and large, that is what is happening in the communities, not only in Wesley, but in the communities around Dominica. The independence of the people are being taken away. And, and so people are left without that ability to work and to do things for themselves. And that is very, very bad for the development of a nation. Well, certainly. So we we are out of time. Um, this is something that I I intend to continue. This um, with uh, next week I have an attorney that's going to come on and talk to folks about what we call eminent domain. I saw someone in the chat ask a question: If this if these folks own their have titles to their property, how can the government acquire it? Very good question. Is something that's called eminent domain that gives the government a right to be able to acquire property in certain circumstances. And so I will have an attorney on next Wednesday that's going to clarify some of those issues in terms of eminent domain laws in, in Dominica. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And of course, I, I, I would like you, you gentlemen or different people from the organization to, to be available. Uh, I will make the show available to you. So maybe even once a month, one Wednesday a month, I can devote it to to that cause, so that you can keep informing the listeners and keeping them abreast of what's going on, and really showing them how they can assist in in the fight that you have. So, Dr. Thomas, one minute because I'm over. I'm going to give you the word if there's anything that um, we haven't spoken about that you want that you wish to to raise. You can do that, or just closing. Well, what I would say is um, with this group, Widow, uh, I want to make it perfectly clear that our mantra and our main concern at this point is the, how this airport is going to affect our community uh, directly and indirectly. Um, it's a no-brainer, an international airport in Dominica, as you said on the onset, is a no-brainer. It's needed, it's required. How it's done and where it's done, that's our concern. And so we are putting up this, this fight against uh, what is being done to the village, we believe. 
It's a village to us that's very important. We were born here, well, we grew up here. And so we are very concerned because we look forward basically most of our adult life to coming back to live in this village. Uh, we are concerned because we believe that putting a runway in the middle of, well, in a large part of the village is going to have a, uh, an adverse effect on the village. And so we're concerned about it. And so we are advocating and that against it, that the government uh, look for a better alignment that does not impact the village in such an adverse way. Thank you. The, um, Pastor Robin, I'll be remiss if I don't give you a final word. So go ahead and take a minute and wrap up. Yeah, Mr. Drago, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for, for the opportunity to be on here tonight. Uh, I, I believe any opportunity we get to, to sound the alarm and, and to make our position known so people understand we, we're not here as antagonists. We are not here in opposition to development. That is, that is not really what we're about. We are, we are about the defense of our community. We, we are about love of country and love of community. And, and that's why I'm a part of this, is, uh, is why, are you, why are you so bent on destroying my community? Why are you so bent on, on destroying our heritage that we have known and has been passed down to us? Why are, you, why are you taking the posture that we don't understand the worth and the value of land? Land is wealth. And when you take away the wealth of a people, you, you basically demoralize them and, and you, you make them you make them not into nothing. Your land is what you have as your wealth, and that is what you can transfer to the, to the succeeding generation. And, and I will stand up, and I will speak. And people say to me, why are you standing? Why are you speaking under you? are a pastor. You get involved in politics. This is not about politics. This is about the salvation of a heritage and a people. And that is my mantra tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Opportunity. Gentlemen, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on this speaking interview, both um, Pastor Robin and, and Dr. Thomas. Uh, I, you shared a lot of information. You clarified a lot of information. Most folks, when I, when I announced that this is what I was going to do, most folks said that it's impossible. It's impossible that the government can take folks' land without consulting with them, without negotiating with them. And I have two of you right there who are sitting right at ground zero, experiencing this right now. And, and we, we would like to help in spreading the word because it may be happening in, in Wesley right now and, and, it, and it's gotten away with. It could be in Casabras in two years' time. It could be in Lapley following that. It could be in Grandy. That if the government can think that it, that, that it is okay to just acquire 411 acres without consultation of any of the owners of the land, there's nothing stopping them from saying, okay, well, I think we need a racehorse stadium and just put a racehorse stadium in the middle of Castle. I mean, what, because as soon as the more you give people power, the more they get drunk on the power. And the more they, they, they exercise that, the Dominicans have to be able to recognize that that what is happening to Wesley is just an, an initial step that, that is going to, to expand if, if it's not put in check. And so, gentlemen, I, I wish you good health and energy and, and vigor and support in your, in your quest. As you said, you're not just opposing for the sake of opposing, you're helping your, your people to, to defend their rights and to prevent their, their heritage from being taken from them. So as I said, next week, Wednesday, I will have an attorney on that's going to talk about eminent domain and answer some of the questions about how is it done uh, in, in uh, and some context as to how the people can exercise their rights, even in the face of the government exercising eminent domain uh, and and then um, uh, for the next maybe six months i will i'm going to keep this issue alive and keep this mic available to to the issue and also to to help you to spread the word and, and to gain the support so listeners i hope you enjoyed the show if if you're listening to this week in interview for the first time tonight i hope you liked it so you can check us out we do this every wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern time 
I know it's 9 p.m. in Dominica now until daylight saving time comes around. Uh, but tune in to us next week, Wednesday. We are going to continue with the topic of the impact on Wesley of the International Airport. Have a great week. To, to those who live in the U.S. or have affiliations with the U.S., today was a great day. We saw the back of Donald Trump from the White House. Um, let's hope that it's a new, it's a new dawn um, of a new era. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. Good night, listeners.